it's understanding the node difference. And the node difference would be how far the uh, leaves are spaced out, how far the limbs are spaced out, the width of the limbs, and also the branches along the trunk of the tree. Welcome to the Coffee Snobs Podcast, where we just really love good coffee. Grab your cup of coffee and join us each episode as we explore any and everything coffee-related. From pour-overs to lattes to the coffee experience, we explore it all. Because, well, life's too short to drink bad coffee. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Coffee Snobs podcast. It's me, Tyler. Like always, I'm joined by... Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a build-up to... Uh, uh, hey, guys. It's Aaron. This A-A-A-Ron... Hey, man, summer is just plugging along, and guess what? We have a fun new episode for you guys. Um, Yeah, we've talked about it for a while, and we're actually going to make it happen. Don't talk about it. Be about it. So, hey, quick reminder, this episode's coming after a two-part interview series that Aaron got to do with Amor Perfecto from uh, Colombia, not South Carolina, South America. Uh, And as a quick reminder... Their coffee's really good. Uh, and if you go try to get some on their website, we can save you 20%. Coffee Snobs 20. You put that in, save some money. Uh, and before that, we've talked to, who else we talked to? We talked to Stu, the Australian barista, yes. who slings like thousands oh of shots God, a dude. day. I, seriously, I love following him. Just the amount of uh, coffee, the amount of uh lattes that he's making is is wild highly caffeinated we also had yes. an interview with lim butler one of the co-owners and founders of the awesome black and white coffee out of the raleigh apex north carolina area yeah and we talked with preston who is the director of coffee at one of our favorite shops uh in concord uh groundwork common so we got lots of good episodes. If you're listening for some of the first time now, then, hey, podcast, you can listen to them anywhere. Download. And if you really want to go way back, you can hear where this uh, rambling started and uh, which in a few episodes coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, coffee shops and how to identify oh, them. Yes. And, and I think one of our original, uh, and I don't want to ramble too much, but we did talk about reclaimed wood and leather uh, yes. uh, as being a good coffee. And, yep, yep, yep. I forgot. And we're, Aaron, we're gonna get Aaron has had his gears grinded. <laughs> He's on the old man who's angry at the oh, deli because they got his I order am. wrong. Anyway, that's later. Today's yeah. episode, we are going to be talking about varietals. And that's not something that we're experts in, but it's something yeah. we're going to try to just you know, give some basic knowledge on and help you kind of hopefully identify some of the coffees that you like. But before we get into the main segment, let's start off like we do every episode with what's in your cup. Aaron, looks like you have something tasty in front of you. What are you drinking? Well, I do. I posted on my Instagram here recently that I have a glass coffee cup addiction. And I I probably, we need to post a photo of a drawer that I have in my house that is to the coffee mugs. Because I think at this moment I have... You have a problem. 
I, I probably have close to a hundred plus. Like that's not even a lie. Wow. Coffee mugs. Yes, it's crazy. But I'm in a rotation of glass only coffee cups. I don't know what it is. We talked about it in a previous episode, but I really just love glass coffee cups. And hey, it looks cool, but, and maybe it's makes the taste it, better who knows it does i have no idea but uh today what is in my cup is from black and uh it's not, sorry it's from sugar creek roaster um which is in the charlotte area and uh it is a ethiopian yurga chef yurga chef bless you uh, thank you and we're gonna and the reason why i said where it's from is because as we get into this episode it will help you understand a little bit about uh that so yeah so Tyler, you yeah and so I'm, when we start doing what's in our cup i'm going to try to be a little more intentional because most of the time guys if you buy a good bag of coffee it's got some information on the front that can help you at the very least you know kind of know what to expect so i am drinking uh from black and white i just got this in uh i'm not going to say this right but it's gamatui it's an anaerobic natural so that's the process we talked about that on previous episodes and it's from Africa. It says it's from Uganda. Um, it is MASL. That stands for meters above sea level at 1900. So that, that lets you know of the elevation it was grown at. And the varietal is an SL, which is something we'll talk about later on. But anyway, I haven't tried this in too many processes yet. Um, just to pour over this morning. Some of the tasting notes are aged rum, mixed berry, and tropical fruits. And you know how I mm. love my fruity African coffees. So you do. This is something that I try to go towards when I'm looking for new coffees. And as we're going to talk about very soon, varieties, you can start looking at, oh, what kind of tasting notes can I expect from a coffee that's from a certain place? It might be a variety. And, and the MASL is helpful just to know at what elevation it was grown. So without further ado... Let's get to that. Excuse me. Let's get to today's main topic, which is varietals for dummies, aka yeah. varietals for me and Aaron. Yeah, I mean, so I want to start this off by by prefacing the real only reason for a coffee connoisseur. Now, when I say a coffee connoisseur, I want to start with after it's roasted, right? So this is most of the people that are going to be purchasing beans off of a shelf that has already been bagged, and they're going to be a uh, some words on the bag. So you may, you know, like Tyler said, like, and I said this morning, my uh, Sugar Creek is an Ethiopian yurga chef. Bless you. And so that yurga chef you're going to be like, what is that? What, what does that mean? And so what we're going to try to do today is explain a little bit of how these bags got these descriptors, got this varietal attached to it. And so as we go through this, there's going to be some like very high scientific talking. And then there's going to be some stuff that is we're trying to break it down to where you can kind of understand it. Something that we want to do is uh, to educate so that you can make the best decision around the coffee that you like. So as you start to understand different coffees and regions and and um, the varieties that come out of those, you can start to 
make a more precise decision. You hear us talk about Ethiopian coffees a lot on this episode, but the amount of varieties that come out of Ethiopia from from Ethiopian coffee is crazy. So like for us to make a general um, assessment of we like Ethiopian coffees, there are over, uh, I think right now estimated 2,000 different varieties of Ethiopian coffees. So like it, it's it's ridiculous, okay? So I wanted to start that at the beginning. Our goal is to help you to identify the bags that you're getting, but... Tyler, we're going to jump right in, and yes. I want to start with this line, and I want a lot of people to understand this, that varieties is not an exact science. Absolutely. So this is my intro. This is my TED Talk. Varieties. Coffee started in Ethiopia. The very first coffee plants known to man were in Ethiopia. There's a small little region Hang on a second. Sorry, dude. Let's start this over. I'm just going to do this intro real quick. That's fine. Okay. So there are thousands of varieties of coffee, way more than we could ever hope to know and learn. But here's, here's the very basics that you can hopefully understand. Coffee first started in Ethiopia. Ethiopia is the birthplace of coffee. In the Great Rift Valley, that's just a small area in Ethiopia, that's where coffee plants were first around. That's where humans were first around and evolving. That's where coffee comes from. So think about this. Coffee started in Ethiopia, but people have moved all across the world from there. So you've got farmers. They might be moving to another part of Ethiopia. They might be getting on a boat and going toward Australia or to the Bahamas thousands of years ago, they're taking these plants with them. So I say this well. Hmm. So as they take these plants with them, this plant, these coffee first started in Ethiopia, but depend on where you're growing it in the world at a certain altitude, at a certain soil consistency, it's going to start being different from obviously where the origin was. So Aaron's going to talk a lot more about the varieties and the, the science between breeding plants and stuff like that, but you can all trace this back to Ethiopia. And this really good uh, video we found with actually a coffee educator from Counterculture he gives the analogy of apples. This is maybe not the perfect thing, but we all like apples. But how many varieties of apples are there? There's Red Delicious, Granny Smith, Fuji. I mean, there's tons of apples. If you say, get me an apple from the grocery store, you might find at least half a dozen at your local grocery store. So coffee's the same way. Coffee's a plant, but there's not one type of coffee. There's tons and tons of varieties. Yeah, I think that's a great example for people to understand that as these coffee plants were transplanted around the world, as they were moved through to Yemen, to Kenya, to uh, Indonesia, uh, to Brazil, all of these places, uh, they they took on a different characteristic and the sustainability um, 
of taking like 10 plants, you may only have one plant that actually thrives and grows. Well, it, one of the things to understand is Ethiopian uh, Ethiopian coffees, there are, are thousands of different variances. But as it leaves Ethiopian, as it leaves Africa and moves to around the world, there's not as many variances in the coffee. Now, how does a coffee uh, have a variance? And that's one of the questions I'm going to get into. But before I get into that, you have the bi- biological taxonomy of a plant. And I know that that is a very high level, but you're going to have in the uh, taxonomy uh, taxonomy of a plant, you're going to have the kingdom, the phylum, the class, the order, the family, the genus, the species, and the variety. Okay, So in that list of describing of a plant, so all of plants, anything that grows has this list. Uh, has this words associated with it. They have the kingdom. They have the uh, family, order, the class. They have all of this associated with it. But a coffee plant, what we're going to start with is the genos, and then underneath that is the um, is the species, and then the variety. Okay? So the genos of all coffee plants is caffea. The species, there are two, and there are actually three, but you have arabica, robusta, and then there's a third one that I'm not even going to mention and get into because it is uh, it is more of a um, experimental and really hasn't hasn't uh, blossomed into a full species yet. There are people that are identifying it, trying to graft it in, but I'm going to leave that to the side, and you can search that and find that up, and uh, you know go about that business there. But you got Arabica and Robusta. And then inside of Arabica and Robusta, you have varieties. And that's where we're going to start with today is the varieties of it. And so all of these different varieties, how does a coffee, how does cafe imports or how does um, these coffee plantations, how do they know the different varieties? And that is something that a lot of of us coffee connoisseurs kind of have to take the word of the bag, right? Because it could be roasted in different variances. So that's a whole different level that is not listed in this because you could have a variety that's roasted in multiple different, like it could be over roasted, it could be under roasted, it could be perfectly light roasted, dark roasted, however you want to do it, but it's going to introduce a different flavor and texture into that coffee. So there is a unlimited variety of coffees out there once you add the roasting process into it. But we're going to remove the roasting process for today and we're going to go with the green bean, okay? And so uh, one of the things that is kind of um, is kind of interesting to know, is a lot of Ethiopian coffees, because we love Ethiopian coffees, we're going to roll back to the Ethiopian coffee pretty much in this conversation because, one, we love it. And I don't have as much experience with, like, Colombians. Um, Colombian or uh, Central America coffees than I do with Ethiopian. Um, and so Ethiopian coffees have a tasting uh, uh, characteristic that is associated with it. So now... That tasting characteristic can be applied to some of the areas around Ethiopia. So they have a citrus and floral characteristic. 
So a lot of your Ethiopian coffees, the identifiers on the bag are going to be already citrus and floral. Now, in this very confusing coffee wheel that we have that is a bunch of colors, there are down chains of words that are associated with citrus and floral. And I know this is getting confusing, especially coming over a podcast, <laughs> but just know that I, I don't know if the coffee industry does this to make itself feel like even more snobby, but a lot of these descriptors could be broken down to be a little more uh, a customer um, uh, understanding because you have to basically put, spend way too much time to understand the coffee wheel and then way too much time to understand the coffee variances. Yeah. Like Aaron say, so let's, let's keep it simple. If you're, this is probably kind of a lot to process over a podcast, like Aaron said, the coffee, the, the genus is the coffea. The two main ones we all know about from that, you have the Arabica bean or the Robusta. So if you had to simply pick between an Arabica bean and a Robusta bean, the Robusta bean is more bitter. It's not as desirable generally as an Arabica bean. So you might see slapped on a McDonald's advertisement. Oh, we're using 100% Arabica beans. All that lets you know is the the plant that that originated from. Once you start going down these varietal trees from Arabica, you can get to Bourbon, Tipica, and all these other types yep. of coffee. So yep. if you're making the simplest thing, if I'm picking between a, a coffee and my choices are Robusta or Arabica, I'm going to pick Arabica. But just Yeah, the, the bitterness and the coffee, um, the caffeine – for the Robusta is higher. So there, there's some coffees out there that you can find that, you know, they talk about more caffeine intake. Well, it's probably because it's using the Robusta bean and it is a bit more bitter bean. So that coffee is not going to taste good, but it may pack a little more punch. So, okay, you've got these different... Um, Top level descriptors. So you've got Ethiopian, you got Yemen, Kenya, Rwanda, uh, Bourbon, Tasmanian, um, Zambia. You've got Indonesia. You've got uh, Jamaican coffee. You've got Honduras, Dominican Republic, uh, Guatemala, Mexico, Hawaiian, which is Kona. You've got all of these different top level descriptors in which these areas are grown. So that would be the base level variety. Okay. So you're going to get, uh, you may pick up a bag and it may say Bourbon on it. Mm -hmm. Well, what does Bourbon, uh, mean? Well, Bourbon is going to yield a unique plant. Now understand I am simplifying this and some of you coffee snobs may roast me because that is not a 100% true fact. And I understand that it's not, but I'm trying to break it down because the next area that I'm going to go into is morphology. And that's really how like cafe imports and people that are buying coffee can really understand what they're getting and, and start with a base level of descriptors that go on the bag and then can kind of go from there. But so... Rwanda, um, you've got 
different coffees that are going to come out of Rwanda that have characteristics from that area. So Ethiopian, same with that. You're going to have different variances that come out of Ethiopia, but they're going to have a, a lot of coffee connoisseurs, high-level people that understand and really have um, a very good palate will tell you that an Ethiopian coffee, no matter the variance of it, it's going to have a base of a citrus and floral characteristic. So, so let me ask you ahead. this here as an example. Yep. Let's say you take a Bourbon, that's a variety of coffee, yep. the plant. You grow it in the mountains of Ethiopia, or you have a farmer who has imported that, that plant to Colombia, which is in Central America. So that's the exact same plant, but the guy in Colombia is growing it at a lower altitude, and the soil is going to be drastically different than the soil in Africa. So if you had the same plant grown in different areas, would you expect the, the end result, the taste, to be the same, similar, or drastically different? Well, I, I think from the examples that we have understood, it's going to be different. Now, that being said, we all, like any, any person that is a coffee connoisseur understands um, geisha variety. And so you've got Panama geisha, which is, it was the highest uh, uh, dollar per pound coffee. I think back in 18, I think we reported that it reached a thousand dollars for a pound of coffee, like a thousand something for a pound of coffee. Very expensive. Very expensive. And so in the example that you just gave, the Panama geisha has this very unique characteristic where they took and transplanted a plant from the geisha uh, variety and they planted it in um, in uh, Panama. And what's weird about that is normally when you transplant a plant from one area to the next, it's going to take the characteristic of the land, the minerals, the different elevation, the different humidity, the different client climate is going to help that plant to evolve so it can sustain itself. Well, when they transplanted the variant of, of um, geisha to Panama, what happened was the coffees that were in Panama that had been growing in Panama tasted a certain way. And then all of a sudden, this new variety, this Panama geisha that hit, it tastes drastically different. It does not yield the taste that a, a, geisha, a Panama uh, plant does. And so that's what's weird about that Panama geisha growing there. And that's why you get that influx of price because it's this unicorn of a variant that should not taste the way that it does in the region. So a lot of these different variations um, of, of varietals of coffee are an evolution of an original Ethiopian plant that got moved there, that evolved and took on the characteristics of the land. One of the topics, one of the conversations that we had with Luis from, uh, from our previous episode was all of the different um, areas that they have, Columbia has to grow coffee. So I think he listed off there were potential, like potentially 20, 30, 
yeah, 20 or 30 uh, like regions. 23 or 30 different regions or way, or uh, areas that they could grow coffee. So they have all of these drastically different elevations from ground from sea level all the way up to uh, what, 12 meters? So like something crazy high, which I don't think that's correct as I'm saying that, but because um, that would be... That'd be, a, that'd be 36 yeah. feet high, Aaron. So. Yeah. yeah, 36 feet high. 1,200? Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so I'm getting all excited. Um, this is this is in my zone. So they have all of these different varietals, but uh, different areas, regions to grow coffee. But then... Not only do they have all this elevation, but then they have different areas, regions associated with the um, equator. And so another different thing in the uh, varietals and is the area located to the equator. And so a, a lot of these different varietals are associated with the region. But I'm going to stop right there because I think one of the most important thing to understand about varietals is the morphology. And that's the way that the plant looks. Okay. So one of the ways that like cafe imports and these other places where you can buy beans, where they help the purchaser, the, the one purchasing the green bean, understand what they're getting is most of these places have a picture of the bean, but then also have a picture of the plant uh, so that you can understand the bean, how it looks, as well as how the plant looks. So the morphology is uh, that great example that Tyler posted uh, that talked about with the apples, the different apples. So you've got red apples, you've got super bright green apples, you've got all of these different apples that have different shapes, different uh, textures, different um, flavors, all of these and so the way that you would understand those is by looking at them. Now, we don't get to see the cherry. We get to see the bean, the seed outside of the cherry, and we don't get to see the plant. So once the bean comes out of the cherry, well, how do you identify it? Well, you identify it with the plant. And so uh, this morphology is understanding the leaf shape, it's understanding the node difference, and the node difference would be how far the uh, leaves are spaced out, how far the limbs are spaced out, the width of the limbs, and also the branches along the trunk of the tree, along the trunk of the plant. And so the next thing is going to be the shape of the plant, how high it is, if it's a bushy plant, if it's a more uh, spread out plant. And so all of these are are really the descriptor of the variety. So what we see and what we've always identified is the variety is kind of the area that it's grown. And that's true, but it's not really the truth because like we said in the beginning, Ethiopia has like 2,000 different varieties. So think about that. There are potentially 2,000 different coffee plants, coffee trees, that are yielding a fruit, and each one of those, the shape of the leaf is different. The um, the cherry, which is the fruit that comes off the tree, one of them has a leaf growing off of it. 
Uh, some of them are the the cherries are longer than the others, which produce a longer seed. You've got heirloom, which is or heirloom, which is the actual. It's a much smaller seed that comes out of it. And so all of these different characteristics of these trees are associated with the different variety. Okay, so I understand that most of us this doesn't matter to us, but that that descriptor on the bag actually has more information associated with the actual plant and and then it can you can identify it where it came from now understand that's not saying like um the floral and um and citrus characteristic it's not saying that but it's more to the region and the type of variance that it starts yeah so there's so many variables just that you could go down this rabbit trail forever. I mean, you can have a really good, but you could have a Panama geisha bean and you could have a roaster who over roast it. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of a takeaway for me. Like if, if I'm looking or choosing between two types of coffee and I got two bags beside me and one says, Hey, this is an Ethiopian. Uh, it was grown at, whatever, a thousand meters above sea level. And the variety is Bourbon. And it's a, let's say it's a natural process. Or my other choice is an Ethiopian, same growing region, a thousand meters above sea level. But instead of a Bourbon, it's an heirloom variety. And it's a washed process. For me, I tend to like natural processes more, so I'm going to probably be drawn toward that. Um, And typically, I think it's safe to say that the heirloom variety, as opposed to a Bourbon, has a little more floral notes, which, again, this can all be varied depending on the the quality of the roast and uh, and other things. But typically, I'm going to be more drawn to a fruity note tasting note on the coffee than a floral. So my choice would be in this example, I'm going to pick the natural process. It's the Ethiopian where it was grown and it's a Bourbon variety. So does that make sense? Does that help you kind of make like an informed decision if you're shopping? Yeah, it, yeah, it does. And I, I think, I think one of the things that we have made the decision, we have said we like Ethiopian coffees not truly understanding like why we like Ethiopian coffees, right? So I I think in this, if you stayed along this far, it's to kind of understand, okay, maybe this is why I like Ethiopian coffees. Maybe because it's got a more floral, um, sweeter taste. And, and so, but, but then you've got so many different varieties inside of Ethiopian. So like, why do when I get one Ethiopian uh, bag and then I get one from a different place, why do they taste different? Well, it's because there are a massive amount of variety varieties in that Ethiopian area. Now, um, there is a few websites out there. The coffeeuniverse.org has a really, really good, the world map of coffee. And so this is a good uh, reference that uh, we'll put in the um, the link on our website uh, in the show notes so that you can kind of uh, understand this a little bit more. But it goes through all of the different uh, areas that the regions that grow coffee and it gives descriptors. Now, understand that 
these are trying to break this down in an, in a um, a consumer focused like narrative. So they're trying to help you identify with because like right now, Dominican Republic. I'm looking at that and it says well balanced. Well, what does well balanced mean? So like so there, it's frustrating partially because it's. I know enough to make an educated decision, but I also don't know what well-balanced mean. Well, that could be a marketing term. I mean, we've talked exactly. about this. Like sometimes it, you might pick a bag of coffee just because, oh, I like their bag better than the yeah. one beside it. So, well, that's geisha. I mean, you look at you look at geisha. That the word geisha is a massive uh, marketing like gimmick because. Yeah, you can run different geisha varieties in the area, but it does not mean that it's going to produce a sweeter note like it's coming from Ethiopia. So if you had a geisha plant, because there are other geisha plants that can grow in uh, geisha varieties that can grow in these different areas, but they do not yield the same flavor and the same characteristic that a Panama geisha does. And so you can get a, a, a lot of, coffee plantations love to have that as a, a uh, as a checkbox. Like, hey, we got a geisha variance. Exactly. And, and the, yeah. the, there's so many things. But here's, here's the takeaway, maybe listeners, that there's, keep it simple. You find a bag of coffee you like. Hopefully any bag that's really had a lot of care put into the roasting, it's going to have information on it, the process, the MASL, Hopefully the variety on there. So whatever, whoever, whatever bag of coffee you drink, oh, I enjoyed this bag. Look at it and hopefully it'll have on there the variety. So it might be whatever, SL, Bourbon, Heirloom, et cetera. Then the next time you get a different bag, hmm, maybe this wasn't quite as good. If nothing else, we're not expecting ourselves or you to understand the the science the taxonomy and the genus and the species of all there's thousands of varieties of plants but hopefully this has helped you understand at least oh i like just like you kind of realize i like typically coffees that were grown in a certain region of the world or i like a certain roast variety the varietal is yet another uh, arrow in your quiver say oh yep. if you're ch- if you're making a choice between some new coffee you can kind of know what varietals you tip tend to enjoy more so yeah if you go into a coffee shop most coffee shops are going to talk at a level that is just a little bit over the consumer so if you went in and i love doing this <laughs> i'll go in and i'll ask the coffee shop hey what are you grinding today What's in the hopper? That's the, that's my question. So like, what's in the hopper? And I know it's not called a hopper, but that's what I walk in. And I'm like, hey, what's in the hopper? <laughs> and they tell me, okay, it is a, um, it is an Ethiopian, or it, most of the time it's not an Ethiopian in the hopper, which is so crazy to me. But it's more of a different. Um, they'll say it's a blend. Okay, well, what's the blend? And then they'll have to go find the bag, and then they'll rattle off some terms. Well. Understanding a little bit of those terms can help you make an educated more, okay, this is what it's going to taste like Mm -hmm. because of the characteristics that they've just identified. Now, it doesn't mean that it's going to, it's going to put you in a ballpark. So if you, let's, well, let's work this backwards. If you have a bag of coffee that you like, look up the information, look up where it's from, 
look up the tasting notes, and then cross-reference them. Say, okay, well, I like this. I probably could like something else because there are other coffees in different regions that have similar tasting notes. Now, the roast is a big variance, but I hope this was educational. I mean, I, I have learned a lot about this. Like, Yeah. I mean, there's, there's again, this is the tip of the iceberg. We don't, yeah. we don't, there's a lot of good information out there. I know people probably don't look a lot, but in the show notes, I'm going to link to this YouTube video from Counterculture, which is really cool. It's like a TED Talk. It breaks down varietals. And there's there's a lot of knowledge out there if you just want to seek it. But hopefully this has piqued your interest in varietals. And you can, you know, I'm going to personally be more intentional when I'm... Here's the thing. When you go to a coffee shop, you're spending a lot of money for coffee. You know, whether even it's a junkie Starbucks, you're spending a lot of money for coffee. Yeah. So do a little bit of research and... Like Aaron said, you're going to at least know the ballpark if they say, oh, we have two choices in our hopper. Deal. We got one hopper with the washed coffee and one with the natural process. Yeah, You can know which you prefer. And so if you're going to spend five bucks on a pour over, then at least get something that you're hopefully going to enjoy. So yeah. knowledge is power. We sound like science teachers, but we're not as smart as Bill Nye, the science guy. So Dude, that would be a great theme song right now. Bill Nye, the science guy. All right, hang on. Bill Nye, the science guy. All right, guys. So <laughs> thanks for listening to us as we endeavor to learn more about varietals. Um, as a reminder, we've got our last four or five episodes have been really good. We've had some interviews with some really cool, knowledgeable people. And surround yourself with people that are smarter than you because yes. you're always going to learn more from them. And that's not saying that Aaron and I are smarter than you. So anyway, but we're just coffee snobs. <laughs> we're just the ones that just created this podcast. Like, dude, have you really thought about that? Like, we need to get some more educated people on this. Hey, well, <laughs> we got, we've, we've had some good interviews and it kind of makes me feel sad because some of these guys are super nice and knowledgeable, but I'm like, man, I'm really ignorant on this. But hey, I'm always it's all in it's all in the pursuit of of understanding coffee better. I mean, we say at the beginning when we started this, life's too short to drink bad coffee, and That's our it. goal is to help others. So, guys, you know, if you have coffee professionals that you would like to hear from, let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram, Coffee Snobs Podcast. Uh, you can go to our website soon to be revamped coffeesnobs.net but we love interacting with our listeners and we appreciate whenever you guys reach out especially as we have listeners from all over the world now that still just kind of makes my mind do a huh i know anyway guys thanks so much for listening for this episode we'll have another one out shortly and signing off for the coffee snobs for tyler and aaron here we go we'll see you on the next show adios